are off. Great. Welcome tonight to the Small Business Masterminds Foundation webinar about how to become a time management ninja. And um, what it's going to look like tonight is that we're going to go uh, first through a whole heap of stuff. I'm literally going to try and cram your brain full of all the, um, all the stuff that I have to share um, because I love this topic. Um, um, and our ideas are like our children. Our, our own are always the most special. So, you know, I get excited about this stuff. Feel free to fire me. Um, but, you know, in a moment, um, I'll tell you what you can expect and what we'll cover. And at the end of the webinar, um, uh, I'm going to make you an offer um, to take some next steps if that's what you want to do. And, uh, yeah. So, general comment before we go on. It's been proven time and time again that specifically sitting and listening to this kind of stuff uh, means you're going to forget 90% of uh, what you've heard in, a less, in less than a week. So if you want to get as much return on in your investment of time in being on this webinar today, then you need to participate. And the best way to know that you're participating, to be focused, is by working through the worksheets that um, I've given you a link to in your invitations before. And also, if you haven't got it, like I said before, at the top of the chat screen there, there's a link to download. Follow along on the worksheet. Put up your hand, ask questions. Above all, ask questions via the chat window at the bottom left. Um, I'm going to keep you all on uh, mute unless there's a particularly good reason to do so differently. But at the moment I take people off mute, what happens is that we lose, can, we can very easily lose control of the environment and the technology until we have much better broadband in this country. And that'll happen anytime soon now, I'm sure, and not. Um, until we have a better broadband connections, it's much better if um, we just interact via you asking questions in the chat window, typing it in, and then I'll um, respond to those. Um, as I said, we're recording, so the recording will be it will be accessible in the next twenty four hours, and you'll get an email to that effect. And please don't do any of these. Um, if you're going to get distracted by any of this stuff or any of the other, many other varieties of, um, of social media or email or mobile phones or whatever, mm, you're not going to get value from um, from these women. It's just not going to happen. Multitasking is a myth, truly. This is what we're going through today. We're going to check in with where you are on this topic, and then we're going to talk about um, that time management is a big, is big business. Um, story of Darren, talk about the story of Darren and lessons from Darren. I'm going to talk to you about the two big questions. My own story, lessons from that, more stuff about other, other reasons for procrastination. And I'll tell you how to take um, this, uh, some next steps with me, uh, including supporting a great charity if that's of interest to you. And finally, we'll take action because nothing is ever, nothing's ever going to change until and unless we take action. And for those of you who don't know me, this is me. I'm Roland Hennecourt, business coach, mentor. I help business owners feel great about themselves and about their business because I make business fun and help you build a business that sustains you for years to come. And I am also the author of the 10 Truths 
for business owners books. The Ten Truths trilogies, trilogy, business books for business owners, business books for people who don't read business books but should. And today's uh, webinar is about a topic that's sort of woven throughout all three of my books, as well as uh, yeah, and and um, through yeah, all three of my books, and. Something went wrong there. Um, but the question, how do we best make use of our time? Most efficient use and effective use of our time and feel great about that. This is what I want you to achieve today. I want you to, this is what I want you to take away from attending here. I want you to walk away enthusiastically and with at least one action that you're committed to taking around using your time better and feeling better about level your how you use your time. And I want you to all leave away with a greater appreciation about how important it is to be great at what you do as well as to be great at running your business and how you can become a business owner rather than just a business doer. Because a lot of us are like that, right? We are great tradespeople, the professionals, and we know a lot about our profession or our trade, but to be a great small business owner and to build a fun business that sustains you for years to come, you have to have a solid understanding of all the key aspects of, of developing your business, not just your profession or trade. And so these are the key aspects that I see um, as uh, making up fun, fun in business. Vision and purpose planning, strategic set, setting, thinking and goal setting, numbers, taking control of your business, measurement, um, financial measurement and profit, marketing, customers, sales, systemization, innovation, quality assurance, whatever you want to call that, uh, people, of course, your staff, leadership, you in other words, and finally with something I call the rhythm of business or predictability. And it feels a bit like that, doesn't it? It's all a bit too much, Overwhel overwhelming and daunting. Um, and um, that's what, I, what I'm on this earth to help you with, to help you feel less overwhelmed and less daunted, and that's what we want to do today. And that's what I try and do in everything that I do with my clients and people I support. So before we go on, go to your worksheet. Go to your worksheet and on the second page, um, on the second page of your worksheet, you'll see a um, you'll see a question with some space underneath it. And the question is: right now, this coming month, what is the biggest challenge challenge you face in your business? What is the one thing that keeps you awake most? So take a moment to write the answer to that question. What is the one that is the biggest challenge that keeps you awake, the most pressing issue? What is it? And write it down on that worksheet. And I'm going to give you a moment of silence. Welcome those of you who just joined. The question I've just asked everyone is to focus on what is your most pressing issue what is your the one thing that keeps you awake most right now and write it down on page two of your worksheet or if you haven't downloaded the worksheet yet on a spare piece of paper what is your biggest challenge and once you've written that down ask yourself the next question 
What do you what do you want to get from being here tonight? What do you want to get what do you want to take away? What outcome do you want to get from being here tonight? And write that down on the same page. What do you need to achieve? What do you need to get? What do you need to hear? What do you need to do? So that when you leave from this webinar, you go, that was good. I'm glad I did that. So let's start by putting us on the page. And we'll do a poll. Let me just load it up. Right. This is also, I think, on page three of your worksheets, this poll. The question is this. Thinking about my time management and how efficient I am, I feel, A, ashamed because I waste enormous amounts of time. I'm the world's worst procrastinator. I'm a professor of procrastination, as a matter of fact. A lazy, undisciplined, and inefficient slob. Or B, I'm frustrated because I know I'm holding my business back because I procrastinate and I get distracted a lot, distracted a lot. C, I'm confused because some days I'm like a machine, everything just flows and other days I get nothing done. D, all of the above, it just depends on which day you ask me. Or E, I'm inspired and excited and I always just fly by. I seem to be in the zone all the time. I have time to do everything I want. I'm writing a book about becoming a time ninja myself. Can I get you all to vote on one of those five options? Pick one of them and um, and I'll give you another moment to think about that. A, ashamed, B, annoyed and frustrated, C, confused, or D, all of the above. Great. Good. Thank you. Thank you. And we, I think we've pro- probably just about got everyone now. Right. Yes. And so numbers come back and most people actually uh, did um, got one E. So we've got one time management ninja on our call. That's fantastic. Lovely. Um Somebody was confused. A couple of people were confused, and actually, most people picked D. I mean, it's a mixture of all of the ones before, and it's it's uh, it's how it normally is, right? That's what I, my normal expectation of it is. Um, it's what I normally get. Let me just close this. That's not the answer. The results I normally get when I talk to people about time management. Um, um, most small business owners do feel annoyed and confused or all of them at once at some point or other um, because we're all great technicians and, and great carpenters and great architects or great web developers or great mortgage brokers or great writers or real estate agents, but none of us ever went to time management school, right? I mean, who taught you how to, uh, how to become efficient? Well, nobody really did. We just got to try and suck it and see. And so we tend to feel a bit like that. Anybody watch? Anybody know what that's from Monty Python in the Life of Brian? <laughs> so, so we feel frustrated and annoyed because you know you don't get the things done you want to get done sometimes, and you get yourself you give yourself a hard time. You get to the end of the day and the amount of stuff 
on your to-do list. It's just as big as it was at the beginning of the day or sometimes it even grows. The inbox grows and oh, just stuff, more stuff. And it's, it's not that you don't know what you ought to be doing to move your business forward. It's just... Um, He's not the Messiah, he's just a naughty boy. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's probably what she's saying there. Um uh, it's just it's not that you don't know what you should be doing to move your business forward, it's just that. You just don't have the time to do them because you're always running around managing crises and extinguishing brush fires. And even if you do find some time to do the business development stuff. You waste half a day procrastinating and getting distracted by stuff that doesn't matter. And so in the meantime, there's always another crisis to manage somewhere. You run around from employee crisis to client crisis to supplier crisis to compliance crisis to catch crisis and all the way back to the beginning. So you're always behind. And what this leads to is that you know that you should spend more time doing the business development instead of being in the business. After all, everyone always tells you so, and hence you feel inadequate, not good enough as a business owner, Some, somehow not cutting it as a business owner. And what's worse in a way is this, that everyone who always tells you that you should be doing more working in on the business Everyone is actually right. You simply cannot build a fun, healthy, sustainable business by being in the business, by managing crises and swinging the hammer, as it were, all the time. You really won't. Developing a business that sustains you for years to come takes dedicated focus on being an effective business owner as opposed to a business doer. And so the business stagnates, you feel frustrated and overwhelmed, and that's not a great set of outcomes. So let's get into it. I'm going to tell you a few stories. Time management is a big topic. Human beings love giving themselves a lack of efficiency. Love beating ourselves up. Experience. The hardest on themselves. Often said, people on the planet, even worse than. Every client I have ever started working with, literally nearly everyone, will at some stage early on in our engagement confess to me that they're truly the world's worst procrastinator and lazy slop and that they specifically want me to get really tough with them because they deserve to feel the impact of my size 13 boots on their backside. And I do have size 13 boots. Um, but I think that time management is is actually only exceeded by dieting as a favourite motivation for self-flagellation and castigation. Time management, like dieting, is big business. Um, in researching this topic a while ago, I went to Amazon and typed in time management books. And I found that there was more than 20,000 titles in Amazon uh, with uh, with with time management as um, as uh, as a category, you know, titles such as "Time Warrior," "Eat That Frog," "Getting Things Done," "The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People," and now there's an eighth habit as well, "The Four Hour Work Week," etc., etc., etc. 
uh, some of the titles. And what's especially amazing, <laughs> what's especially amazing is that all 20,000 time management books make a solemn, solemn promise that within the covers of this amazing book is in a unique and proven method to take you from being a slob to being a time management ninja master of efficiency. And that's pretty amazing, really. Um, which, but which of those unique and proven methods works best? And if you pick the wrong one of these 20,000 unique and proven methods, if you pick the wrong one, does that mean that you're going to be wasting more time? So I, got, I myself got in the act on uh, some time ago as well. I um, uh, welcome those of you who just joined, Paul and someone else. I don't, can't see a name for. Welcome. Uh, we've only just got underway. So enjoy. Download the worksheets uh, if you haven't done so already. Um, you see the link at the top of the chat window, tiny.cc time L page. Um, yeah, so I, <laughs> I got in on the act myself as well because, you know, we're on a good um, <laughs> I designed my own, uh, my own unique and proven time management methods. It was all based on the concept of juggling balls and making sure the balls wouldn't hit the floor. It involved a whiteboard and different coloured stickies that could be moved around the board. It was brilliant. Look, I won't beat around the bush. There's no other way to say it. It was a brilliant method. The method, my method of time management was going to change the face of modern business. But, you know, when all is said and done, I have to actually admit that really it was just another approach to managing your to-do lists. And that's the deal, see? All of the 20,000 titles on Amazon, as well as my own brilliant method, um, um, unique and proven method, fall into two camps. Because firstly, there are the many variations on working with to-do lists. Um, and some of those involve a perpetual list, others involve a new list every day or every week. Um, some list methods tell you to divide your task in three or four or six different categories, and others suggest to jump, just dump every action, no matter how small or large, in the same list. Some ask you to filter out the most important tasks and do them first. Others suggest you do the one you like least first, etc., etc., etc. And the second approach revolves around varying ways to manage your diary in your in, in your day. And some tell you to keep lots of blank space in your diary. Some some direct you to plan your day in 10-minute blocks and others to ask you to just stick the big rocks in your diary, etc. Um, oh, when was this? This would have been about 2007, I think. I, maybe 2008. I worked um, very briefly <laughs> for a specialist time management consultancy in the city here in Sydney, and uh, we consulted to corporate clients in the CBD. And the consultancy revolved around some specific, unique and proven IP that we taught to the clients. And the IP actually largely consisted, consisted of dividing your tasks uh, up between those that took more or less than 10 minutes to complete. And those that took more than 10 minutes would be blocked out in your diary Outlook at that time or in Gmail or wherever, and uh, the less than 10 minutes to complete would go into your task list. And it also involved changing the setting in Outlook that allowed the minimum time interval that you could uh, block out in the calendar down to 10 minutes. Now, I want you to be aware that I am taking an enormous personal risk here 
sharing this IP with you because I had to sign a non-disclosure agreement when I started working with them. Clearly, they felt that the sheer brilliance of this methodology had to be protected. So by sharing with you just now, sharing that this amazing technique um, just now, I'm in breach of, of the non-disclosure agreement I signed and I may well be run out of this town, Tard and Feta. So please don't tell anyone. Because the consultancy charged absolute fortunes for their unique, proven, proven and brilliant techniques. Um, at, uh, and the corporate clients paid it. And it simply never ceases to amaze me what the corporate work will pay for. Corporate world will uh, will pay for. Yeah. So did it work? And what about all those 20,000 titles on Amazon? And what my own? What about my own? inspired methodology does it work of course they do otherwise they wouldn't have published the books in the first place the methods all work for the person who wrote the book but that ain't you is it here's another story from a few years ago um i work with a client called darren Darren used to beat himself up something shocking over his laziness and his procrastination and his addictions to distractions. It was actually before Facebook, but, uh, you know, there were others. Uh, MySpace, probably, you know, anyway. Um, he was, yeah. On Monday, he was, he was so hard on himself. And one Monday, I remember, I really remember really clearly, um Darren came into one of our regular sessions and he was in a particularly foul mood. And so I asked him about his weekend and he snapped, oh, I didn't get that bloody tax return done again on weekend. I'm just so lazy. And when I asked him what had happened, he responded with, well, I spent all weekend cleaning up the garage, mowing the lawn, watching the rugby and taking my girlfriend out to lunch instead. And, and to be honest, I've been procrastinating for weeks. Um, for weeks um, <clears throat> uh, over this tax return, and even I'm making the decision to get it done this weekend, I still never even made a start on it. Wow. That's what his garage must have looked like. Um, thanks, Paul, for that message. That's great. Um, you should, uh, um, you didn't all that much yet i think anyway um yeah so that's um <laughs> that's what his garage probably looked like and i said wow that sounds really bad but look did you enjoy yourself on sunday and doing these other things and he said of course of course i felt really good to get those things done i mean the garage really needed cleaning and you couldn't get into the garage at all anymore and and one was like you know hip height and, uh, and the wallabies won finally which doesn't happen for time and and um, and my girlfriend really appreciated the attention and the time and but that's not the point i didn't do my tax return after i made a commitment to do so yeah look um i'm sure that was that's that's how romantic the lunch was i'm sure you are disappointed i said i can understand that but tell me if you always done your tax return and Darren pondered for a while and he responded, yeah, well, ever since I was 18 and my father taught me how to do it and I always feel really good completing it myself and I'm getting some kind of refund. 
That's it. So have you been uh, ever been late uh, putting the tax return in? And, and uh, are you actually late now? Well, no, he repeated, uh, re replied. I mean, that would that, defeat the purpose, wouldn't it? I mean, I'd get a penalty and that would reduce the fun of getting a refund. So, no, no, I've never ever been late, never ever in about 18 years. And, um, and, I, and I still have a couple of weeks to go now, but that's beside the point. I just wanted to get it in a couple of weeks early in case something came up. <laughs> I must admit, I did laugh a little bit. Because uh, through my smile, I responded, well, yeah, okay, of course, but maybe something came up. Maybe maybe something actually came up. Maybe the lawn, the garage, the game, and your friend, they were more important this weekend. Is there actually any real reason? Is there actually any real reason to assume that you won't get your tax return done in the next couple of weeks? Well, um, in case you're interested, um, he actually, Darren, completed the tax return the next weekend and he still had a week to spare in case something else came up. And look, I have now no doubt that now, a few years later, he'll still be completing his tax return and getting it in on time. Because he always has and he probably always will. But these are a couple of lessons from... Darren. And this is important stuff, I reckon. Um, not the least lesson is that doing your own tax return may be false economy, economy compared against the joy of cleaning out a garage. But if you, um, you've got your worksheet, what would be really cool is if you could um, think about what your takeaway from that story is. And I'll summarize the points from my perspective in the meantime, and then we will see if somebody wants to share what their um, stuff was. Um, you see, I think we all love to give ourselves a hard time. That's just, I think it's called the human condition. It's, it's something that dates back to the Stone Age or, or something like that. It's, um, you know, something dates back to the days when men ran away from saber-toothed tigers and Women were dragged into the, their caves by their hair or something like that. I don't know. But what, it, what I do know is that all of us, and business owners more than anything, more than, more than most, beat up on ourselves something fierce. Because business owners generally are just so ridiculously tough on themselves, it just never ceases amazing, to amaze me. And, and Darren had told himself that as a responsible person, he was to have the tax return completed some weeks early in case something that came up. And every week it wasn't completed. Yet, he used it as an excuse to flagellate him, so flagellate himself. Any comments at the moment? Any comments or thoughts or feedback? Um, yeah. <laughs> Bob in Newcastle wants to know if Darren got lucky that weekend. We won't answer that. Kerry, um, isn't being tough on yourself one of the reasons that things get done? Um, I think that depends on how, you, on how you look at it, Kerry. It's a great question, though, because, see, there's no doubt that if you've been stoned since, uh, since the Beatles, um, if you've been stoned since the Beatles came back from India, and I'm showing my age there a little, then then you've probably not managed to get much of a business or anything else off the ground. 
So yes, a certain amount of self-discipline is a useful attribute, is a useful thing to have for business owners. But see, if you had been stoned since your adolescence, you probably wouldn't have started the business at all anyway. The fact that you have started the business or are in the process of doing so means that you have a certain amount of initiative and discipline and determination. And Darren had done his tax return on time for 19 years or 18, um, I think, and he was entitled to have a little bit more trust in himself by now. And he was entitled to trust himself to get it done on time and he was entitled to trust his judgment when he decided to put his girlfriend first that weekend because he would undoubtedly get it on time, uh, get, it, get it done on time. And by learning to trust himself, he, become, he could become so much calmer and happier and he would have enjoyed the weekend more. And that's the point. Um, if he wasn't going to do it that weekend because other stuff was more important, um, it's a real shame if he then if he then walks around feeling annoyed and 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 not happy with himself. And so you might say, yeah, but it's better to be distrustful and skeptical because that's the only way to stay sharp, the only way to be efficient and effective. That's where. That's how we how we do our best work, and that's where you'd be wrong. When you were in a frame of mind like Darren was, when you came to see me, you'll be least likely to do great work, least likely to be efficient, and most of all, least likely to be creative and resourceful. Resourceful, all characteristics to do with your brain, brain science, neuroscience. Um, all characteristics that you need to build your business. So doing what you can to allow yourself to feel happy and calm is going to lead to much greater outcomes all round. Any other questions? Liam, you said yes. Yes to what? Not sure what you meant. Um, um, we might just move on for the moment. Um, so... Let's move on because we get to the interesting bit. I'm going to tell you something that is going to rock your world, something shocking, and I hope you're sitting down. Because, you see, people only ever do things. This is my belief, and I know there's somebody on this call who takes issue with that, but still, I believe this. People only ever do, do anything in life for one or two reasons. One. The first reason we do anything in life is because we want to do this thing. We actually want to do it or we're addicted to do it. I mean, so there's a part of us that wants to do it. Or the other reason we do things in life is because we do not want the consequences of not doing this thing. There you go. You didn't see that coming, I bet. Because so Derry, Darren wasn't a lazy procreator good for nothing at all he wanted to do the garage he wanted to deal with the grass he wanted to watch the wallabies win a game and uh, rugby and he wanted to spend time with his girlfriend he wanted to do these things and he didn't particularly want to do his tax return that weekend and what is not more important the consequences of not doing his tax return that weekend were actually minimal he still had two weeks up his sleep so Darren actually made the right decision at the time. 
he did the right thing. He did the responsible thing. Imagine if he'd been as disciplined as he wanted himself to be and he'd done the tax return instead of the lawn and the garage, etc. He would potentially have a much better way to be down on himself. He would probably have really regretted not watching the game on Sunday because the Wallabies <laughs> probably didn't win again for years. I don't know, I don't follow rugby, but still. And time management, time management also always has to start with those two questions. How much do I want to do this thing and how much do I want to avoid the consequences of not do, doing this thing? It's really that simple. As long as you do not have 100% clarity over those two questions, you'll always confuse the hell out of yourself and you'll be exasperated with yourself for being such a procrastinator. And you'll always be looking around for another unique and proven time management method to turn, in, turn you into an efficiency ninja. So please, by all means, go and read some books on how to manage your time better and become more efficient. There are some really great books out there. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a great fan, actually, of Stephen Covey's approach uh, in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He, um, as one of his chapters is talking about the urgency versus the urgent versus important quadrants, four quadrants of time management, um, urgent versus important. It's really a powerful way of thinking, and I often use it um, with my clients as well. But without that clarity that I just talked about, that we've just been talking about, no time method, method, method sorry. No time management method is going to make one iota's bit of difference. Of course, there's more to being efficient and effective than just answering the two questions. It isn't the end of the matter. Just by answering the two questions, um, you aren't suddenly going to be procrastination-free forever, obviously, but it absolutely starts there. So what else is there? Glad you asked. Hang on, I just need a sip of tea before my mouth falls apart. What else is there? Well, there's actually another couple of really important considerations that you should become aware of in order to avoid procrastination and feeling down on yourself. And this is another story uh, that I'm going to illustrate it with. It's a story about myself, and it took place a few years ago, as all my stories do. Um, and so I've always done a lot of writing. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fairly good writer. Um, I think most of you written, downloaded my book, so, you know, so I'm a writer. I was actually trained as a journalist in dim, distant past before I became a builder in Holland. And, and I was a journalist for five, six years, um, old school training, cadetship and all that kind of stuff. And, and I've come out of a journalist family, so I've done a fair bit of writing. I've had a bit of practice in schooling, and I actually enjoy writing. But for years, in the last, since when I stopped building 2003, uh, for years I wouldn't get much run, writing done at all because, endless, because of endless, endless, endless procrastination. So what would happen? I would decide to write an article or whatever because, you know, doing what I do now, I need to do lots of writing and stuff. And um, I decided to write an article and then, I could literally spend days, days procrastinating and wasting time and getting distracted by everything under the sun. And I used to beat myself like you wouldn't believe. But most of the time, most of the time, if I really persisted, in the end, something would be written. And more often than not, I'd feel quite happy with the outcome. 
But because it took me so long, because it took me so much time to actually sit down and write, because I procrastinate so much before pen would actually go to paper or keyboard, whatever it was, I'd really end up writing stuff because I just didn't have that much time. Until one day I realised that the reason I procrastinated and wasted so much time when I decided to write something was that I didn't know what I was going to write. And because I didn't know what I was going to write, I, I couldn't sit down and I'd find different things to do instead of writing because I, I wouldn't know what to do. And when I realised this, I decided to change my approach. I just decided to trust myself that something had come out as long as I'd start writing. But now when I want to write, I simply sit down behind, sit down behind a keyboard and I start to write whatever pops into my head. Stream of consciousness kind of stuff. Often I've absolutely no idea what I'm going to write, but I just start writing. I start writing about the weather or, or, or what I did on the weekend or the last book I read. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll literally write nonsense if I have to. It doesn't matter. Once I start writing, I know now know that it, <clears throat> it will come. And the amazing thing is that it always does. And all the nonsense of rubbish that I write at the beginning to get started, well, I just throw it out again. And so now I don't procrastinate anywhere near as much anymore and I get a lot of writing done and I'm getting better at writing and I enjoy it and it's good for my business and it's really changed my life and my business. But this is the point of the story. Once we have absolute clarity over what we want to do and what consequences we want to avoid, we can often be waylaid by a few other hurdles that lead to major uh, attacks of procrastination disease. And they can be... One, we don't know how to actually do the thing we want to do. Or two, the task we've set ourselves is too big and the enormity of the task is so overwhelming and we just don't know where to start. Or three, we actually are unsure what this task involves. And, and just like the cartoon, um, just like the cartoon, and then we, you know, we might just go and spend some time on the internet. And look at this, I mean, I just gave you three of those kind of reasons, but there's probably more of those kind, kind of hurdles, at least, that read the procrastination and being tempted by distractions. I see this all the time in, in my own case, and I see it with clients, and I was talking about exactly this with a client today. Um, you know, a client might decide in one of my sessions, right, I'm going to make, write a marketing plan. That's what I need to do. So now, next week, I'm going to start creating a marketing plan. And then at our next session, the week after, nothing has happened about the marketing plan and the client either makes all kinds of excuses or they beat up on themselves for being such a procrastinator. And this might go on for another couple of weeks until we really begin and uncover what's going on. And nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, what we find is that the client actually isn't clear how to go about writing a marketing plan, what the steps are, where to start. And when we spend some time getting clear about those steps in the in the, uh, the steps in the process of creating a marketing plan, and it might be you know start with a start with contents page or whatever, right? Do, do some free form map or whatever. So once we start the process and we get clear about what it uh, what 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 the steps are, the whole procrastination procrastination issue just simply goes away, away and people become quite efficient. As I said, there's many other variants of this mechanism, this, 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 um, this dynamic. 
But nine times out of ten, absolutely, if not 99 times out of 100, when you get attacked by the procrastination disease, it's a sign that there is something wrong with your clarity or with your understanding of the task or your confidence that you know how and where to start. And working with business owners for many years now, I actually think that the concept of laziness simply, the laziness concept simply does not exist for business owners. And it's no wonder that Omar never became a business owner. I, I, I really just don't, I really think it doesn't exist for business owners. I think don't think business owners are ever lazy because if you were a lazy person, assuming such a thing even exists. But if you were a lazy person, you wouldn't have started the business to begin with. It just wouldn't have occurred to you. I think the phenomenon of procrastination and laziness is always a sign of something else. And once you've cleared away those various hurdles that I've talked about, things start falling into place again and life starts to flow again. So many problems that business owners face in the day-to-day running of their business are caused by not giving themselves enough space, allowing yourself more time and space to ask yourself the two big questions about clarity or to investigate what's going on when you find yourself progressing truly is one of the big steps to having towards having more fun in business and building a business that sustains you for years to come and feeling great. I promise, promise you. So let's have a look at some of the takeaways. Um, on your worksheet, of course, there's some space to uh, write down your top insights and learnings and questions and also uh, those of other people if there are such. Um, so ask yourself, what are the top three insights you've had since being on the webinar? What are, what do you see now that you didn't see before? Or maybe what are your three questions? Or maybe there are some things you disagree with that you'd like to take issue with me on? Um, but I'd like you to focus on those and think in terms of top three. It's always good in thinking in terms of top three. What are the top three that you think you'd like to write down? So write them down um, and I'll give you another minute silence while I have some more tea. Not that I know what to do with my life if, there wasn't, if it wasn't for tea. I don't think I'd survive. So I'm going to sum up the insights that we've talked about so far. I've talked about so far. From my perspective. Um, so the first, first are the principles. Time management, all management methods work for the person who designed the method. But then it's going to work for you. Second, all time management methods can be divided in, divided in two types, those that teach you how to manage your to-do lists and those that teach you how to or train you or whatever in how to use your calendar. Third, the big one, avoiding... <laughs> now, Liam, that's not my daughter. My daughter is 33, and she certainly didn't look like that when... Uh... No, uh, no family resemblance. Scary person. <laughs> Uh, third, um, avoiding procrastination and becoming an efficiency ninja. Start with asking yourself, why do I want to do this? Or why do I want to avoid the consequences of not doing this thing? 
Because if you don't have clarity of those, over those two questions, you cannot be efficient. You simply cannot be. And beating up on yourself does not make it easier for yourself to do great work. The opposite. Procrastination and getting distracted is nearly always, well, probably always, but nearly always, let's not be categorical, a sign of some other hurdle. And if you have started a business, you're not by nature a lazy, lazy person or a procrastinator. And to be efficient and effective as a business owner, you have to allow yourself space and time to reflect on your tasks and priorities. Questions, comments at this point? Got a couple coming in. Let's see if there's any others. We'll just go to Lisa first. Um, Lisa asked from Brisbane. Um, I heard a lot of things, great things about uh, this book called Getting Things Done by Dave Allen. David Allen, do, if I do recommend it. Um, it was one of the ones that was up on the screen before um, a bunch of um, different time management books. Um, yeah, so, so look, I think getting things done is a solid method, and it works well. If you, I know it, I know it quite well. If your brain is the type of brain that likes working with beasts, then it's a great method. My brain doesn't like working with great with, with big lists, so it, it's not very good for me because I, and so I like. Stephen Covey's approach in his book to Seven Habits of Highly Effective People are the Four Quadrants. And actually, there's a worksheet. Um, there's a worksheet on the resources page, tiny, you know, tiny.cc time old page, with those four quadrants um, of time management on it. You can download with some questions that will help you work through them. But so have a look at it down. But um, yeah, GTD, as it's referred to, getting things done. Or as some friends of mine um, uh, bastardise it and uh, um, turn it into GSD, uh, getting shit done. Um, it, it it's it's good if it works for you. It's a fantastic method. And um, yeah, I know people that have worked with it. And there's, all, there's also some iPhone and Android apps available for the GT GTD method. So it's a good uh, it's good. Uh, but just think about that message I've been hammering this webinar all the way through. Don't don't think that any method, GTD or any other, is going to fix your problem unless you give yourself the space and the time I talked about before to get that clarity uh, about the tasks ahead. Um, Paul from Sydney, do I have an easy method of prioritising a list of must-do tasks? Um, well, it depends on what you call easy. Uh, thanks, Paul. I, I um, You mentioned their must-do tasks. Actually, and I do this a lot with my clients. And I say, okay, well, to get to this milestone that we need, that you need to achieve by next week, say, or by the end of the month, let's say, yeah. Um, what are the must-haves that you need to um, that you need to that you need to achieve? That you need to complete to get this to get to this milestone. And invariably, people start rattling off list, list, you know, item after item after item after item. And, and it becomes an unrealistic list. It nearly always is. And that's the tool with which, um, which, which we beat up on ourselves. And that's because people, people mistake the difference between must and nice to have. 
a must-do list is a very different list uh, to a list of things that are, that would be nice to do. So I, I always ask people, okay, but does all of this actually have to be done? And I'll take one of those, and take an example in there and say, well, this is, what happens if this one isn't done? Does that actually mean you don't hit, you hit your milestone? Oh, well, no, but it should be done. Well, that's great, but if it's not must be done, um, then let's not write it down. Let's just only focus on the things that are must, not that are critical, meaning if you do not do this, you don't hit your milestone. Um, and then it nearly always comes down to just a few things. And then so if you if you if you're down to the down to the absolute bare minimum critical, then that that suddenly takes a lot of that tends to take a lot of weight off people's shoulders. I find we load ourselves up with so many things, um, uh, too many things. I hope that answers your question, Paul. If not, let me know. Um, Ken, oh Ken, Sydney. Um, but I still use the juggling method. Well, yeah, thanks, Ken. I, look, I don't anymore. I did for a few years, and uh, but this is the other thing that demonstrates about time management um, because it outlived its usefulness. I don't. I just simply don't need it anymore. Not that I don't procrastinate or get distracted. You know, Facebook is a terrible affliction. And the constant barrage of email can screw my days up enormously. But um, and, and sometimes I'm not just just not in the mood to ask myself that question about you know those clarity questions. Um, yeah, I mean sometimes I just want to fiddle actually. And so this is one of these things. You go, okay, well this is back to those questions: <laughs> what you want to do and what we want to avoid. If there isn't a deadline that I must hit um, and there is nothing I particularly want to do, I sometimes can want to fill uh, a while. Um, and the other thing is for me, I mean, I do a lot of, uh, a lot of my time is taken up with developing new ideas to market myself and writing and, and that takes a lot of thinking time. So sometimes it can look as if I'm wasting time but really I'm just mulling things over, letting things bubble away in my brain. But sometimes... I really need to get certain things done, right? And I can't, I can't allow myself to be distracted by email or Facebook or whatever else. And what I do then is I set my laptop up on a different, uh, on a different table and I just open, the, I just open uh, Microsoft Word or something like that and I simply don't allow myself to open Facebook on my laptop or my email. And if I really need to check my email, I don't even open up on the laptop. I just look at it on my phone and then, and, and it's amazing how much I can sometimes get done that way. But it only happens when I have absolute clarity over those two questions about what I want to do. Yeah. So um, oh, the other thing I did <laughs> a few years ago, I swore I'd never look at Twitter again. Twitter just drove me completely insane. And one day I just in, uninstalled it from my computers. And I just don't go there anymore. Actually, <laughs> I'm paying marketing assistant in the Philippines to do twittering for me, tweeting for me. Um, but yeah, I, it was it was a temptation that I just couldn't resist, and I had to support myself because no matter how how nasty I got with myself, I couldn't uh, I, I couldn't resist <laughs> too much information. But I'd get up in the middle of the night sometimes to go to the toilet, and then I'd go, oh, let's have a quick look if somebody's tweeted anything that I need to see. It was just Sort of starting a you know twelve step program for Twitter Twitter addicts TA Twitter Anonymous or something. 
Anyway, let's move on. Um, remember, uh, before I wanted to make an offer to you, uh, um, an offer to make it as easy as possible to take a next step forward out of this overwhelm and feeling daunted and and about that 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 key business development priorities. What that 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 that's whatever it is that is most challenging, your big your most pressing issue, because I want to help people out of overwhelm. That's what I do. Um, so have another look at that most pressing issue of yours that you wrote down. Is that um, is that still your most pressing issue or has something come up for you by now? Um, because here's the deal. I want to help you with that most pressing issue. I want to help you find some simple, effective steps forward in relation to that big challenging issue. And I've created a, you know, my offer for you is this. This is what you're going to get. You're going to get a seven-page business health check report. You get to do an online health check and you get a seven-page report out of that. You get a copy of one of my uh, one of my books, one of the 10 Truths books in hard, cup, hard copy. Um, you get to sit down with me for an hour and a quarter um, uh, via Skype uh, or, or face-to-face if you want to come to Elizabeth Bay. Um, and gain clarity and focus about where you are in relation to this issue and where you want to get to in, in relation to this issue. And you'll walk away with real clarity and insight and practical steps forward that you can implement straight away. And all you have to do to make to get started, um, to take up that offer, is to make a $100 donation to the Wayside Chapel in Sydney. Um, the Wayside Chapel in Sydney is uh, my favourite charity. Um, and yeah, all you have to do is uh, make a hundred dollar donation to it, and there'll be a link. Um, I'll send the link out to what actually I might even type the link in here in a moment. Um, where you can make that donation, and it's going to be the most fun and effective charity donation you've ever made in your life, and it's on your worksheets as well. So, back to the grind. Um, I'll just remind you of the principles again. All time management methods work for the person who designed it. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. And they can all be divided in two types. Those that teach you how to manage your to-do lists and those that teach you how to use your calendar. Avoiding procrastination and becoming an efficiency ninja starts with asking you, and that's that back about that question of yours, Paul, about the prioritizing of the lists. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm out. I answered it usefully for you, but the more I think about that, it's all about that we overload the list. We put too much on the list. So you get to the end of the day and you've only done part of the list and you feel bad because there's this whole bunch of lists still needs to be done and what you think it needs to be done. And so you start the next day with a big overwhelming list and it's because we just put too much on it. So anyway, so um, the big question to ask yourself is, why do I want to do this thing? Do, do I want to do this thing? Do I actually want to do this thing? Or, and or, do I want to avoid the consequences of not doing this thing? Do I want to do, is, is it important enough for me not to, to, not to avoid the consequences of not doing this? You can't be efficient unless you have clarity over those two answers. You simply can't. Um, and beating up on yourself doesn't make it any easier to do great work. Quite the opposite. Um, and it's usually a procrastination is usually a sign of some other hurdle. Um, and if you started a business, you are not by nature a lazy person. 
You simply can't be. The two don't exist at the same time. And to be efficient and effective, you have to give yourself as a business owner space and time to reflect on your tasks and priorities. Um, so now we're going to get into action. No, that's the wrong part. Oh, we've already gone past that one. That's where we're going. Action. Nothing's going to change until we take action. So this is, there's, um, mm-hmm. I've given you the resources on the, um, uh, there's some resources on the, on the, on the, on the resources page, um, which is at the top of your chat window. Um, and this is what I want you to do. First, Set some time aside over the next few days to be able to get into this. Be sure you do this. If you do not set time aside to do something with what you've learned and the information I've given you today in the next few days, then coming on this webinar has been a waste of your time. Because if you don't do anything, nothing changes. So set time aside. The only thing that ultimately makes any difference to anything in life is the actions you take. So here is a few simple actions I'd encourage you to take. And they're also on your worksheet. Go to that resources page, tiny.cc forward slash time old page. Spend some time looking over some of those resources, like the four quadrants that I mentioned before. Read that article, the Forbes article, Time Management for the Rest of Us. It's a great article. And then on a blank piece of paper, do this. Draw a horizontal scale from 0 to 10. And label it your Master of Time Management scale. And 10 on this scale is that you're so efficient that they should write a book about you. And somebody on this call is already, isn't he? Yes. Uh, so efficient that uh, they're going to write a book on you, and zero is the opposite. What number would you give yourself on that scale? Then ask yourself the question, what do I need to do, what action do I need to take this coming week to move one small increment up the scale, up my own scale? What specific action must I take to move one small increment, say, from 6.1 to 6.2? Get your diary out and book that specific action, that specific action or actions in your diary. And at the same time next week, ask yourself the, the, the same question again. And that's it for today. Please go and take those four actions. They'll not take much time at all, but taking the time to do them means you will be taking the first step to building a business that sustains you for years. So do it, please. Uh, and don't forget the special offer. The, the 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 donation the, the the link to make the donation is uh, actually I'll type it, as I said I'll type it in here now. Um, That's the link. You go to just click on the donations button. Um, and um, so just go ahead and do it. It's gonna, it'll be the best $100 you've ever donated to anything or anyone, I can assure you. Um, and that's the screen with the offer again. The business health check and report, copy the trip to, uh, one, of the, one of the books, uh, one-on-one coaching session via Skype or in Elizabeth Bay, and uh, clarity, focus, next steps. Um, you'll get a mountain of valuable 
insights, learning, and clarity out of the whole out of the whole um, offer. I promise you. And um, and the retina waves. I still love you too. Any other questions? Final questions. Because if you take nothing else away from you from this webinar, ask yourself this question today: How can I make this coming week a little more efficient? Or better still, Steve, ask yourself this question. How can I, in this coming week, feel a little better than I have about how I manage my time? Um, I think you'll be surprised about the impact it will have on your business, especially if you do this question, ask that question often. So we are at the end of our webinar. Any final questions? I'll be online for a few more minutes. I'm just going to turn the recording off. Thank you for being here. And feel free to email me, of course, at roland.newperspectives.com.au with any questions. And now we're turning the email 